jokes. I have so many jokes. Hey, that are it's yours. good. I haven't been on stage. At least my material's out there. Now, you remember that video I made once with all of yeah. your jokes? Yeah, I love that. The one that you didn't write, but you did. But since that time, there's at least another five minutes of only Mike Spiegelman jokes. Maybe I I'll took, do that again. I took two jokes and I combined them together, and I also took out the Polish references. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went into this uh, uh, store and I said, I'd like to have a, uh, uh, a, a bologna sandwich with mayonnaise and pickles. And the guy said, are you Polish? I go, why? Because I like bologna. <laughs> he goes, no, it's a dry cleaner. So that, that's oh, the oh, this is a dry cleaners. All right. All right. Okay. So they're right back where they started again, driving through the fields, trying to get off the highway. It's it, the spirit is like keeping them there, which doesn't make sense because he doesn't want them there. It's I never weirdly got a written. sense of that. I never got a sense of it. I just thought like, uh, I thought the kids set it up as like, like, cause they get stuck in the corn and I thought well, it's like a corn maze in there. Acknowledging. And that analogy. You know, when you compare something to another thing, it's an analogy. analogy. It's an analogy. So right now, Bryce, uh, Bryce University graduate language. Wait, where'd you go to school? I went to Montclair State. I went to Brandeis University. Brandeis, Brandeis English yeah. graduate. That was last century. It is analogous. That was that was last century. Look at this. So he's twenty four years old, and he's like playing a twelve year old hellbound creature. Yep. He's killing. He's killing. He's the best part of this movie. Right now, he's given the the preacher talk. You know, it's a sermon essentially, but it's like happening in real time. He just got talked to by God, which isn't really God as we know. Yeah, so that's the last adult there has turned into a skeleton. So the interlopers are coming. Yeah, it's the well, it's no, he is the cop who originally tried to like burn down the field when they first started killing, you know. Oh, and gotcha. they, yeah, so he's three years old, rotten up there. He's a special sort of like religious thing. This is what happens you try to kill the demon. Oh, you get crucified and then your clothes remain the same, but your body turns into a skeleton, right. A lot of these kids are locals to the Iowa town. Yeah, you can tell they're still at the 4-H uh, <laughs> on them. And there's um, a, there's scenes where, like, the demon's, like, burrowing through the ground. And it's like Boy Scouts, local Boy Scouts in Iowa, like, dug the trenches. Wow. Anything with this movie. Yeah. One, one thing I noticed about this movie is how cavalier they are with knives. Like, you know, it's like the kids will be sitting there with a knife and they're holding the blade. Yeah. You see it right behind the, uh, Isaac? Don't Dangerous. point at me, Isaac. I don't know if they're all props and they're just like, have fun, kids. They got a lot of weapons on them. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're like rubber. Right? Rubber. I mean, it's a, it's a film. Where are you going to get a rubber sickle prop? The rubber sickle prop store. Oh, the one in Iowa? But Sioux City? Listen, I've bought rubber knives. Tom Crowley used to have a lot of them when he would film. Yeah, I remember all the rubber knives, though. Especially <laughs> the ones that would, like, when when contact, they would, like, recede, so it looked like you were getting stabbed. Listen, if you needed a rubber, Tom Kroll was, was the man. He, 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 that's the place to go. He was the drugstore of Montclair, New Jersey. The pharmacist of Montclair. <laughs> 
So basically now they're rolling into Gatlin and they're like, fucking nobody's here. There's no welcoming committee. They're all caught up. Right, there's no Terminators there. But no, there's a, a lot Terminator. of corn stalks everywhere we'll see soon. Oh, see, there's the little kids. With their sickles. Yeah, they all have weapons. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> and they just said, here, here's a bunch of props. Go, go create, hopefully props, go create them. So um, this um, Hal Roach Studios bought the rights, and Kingstart himself wrote the script for it. Oh, they hated it. They hated it. Okay. King's script started with 35 pages of Bert and Vicky arguing in the car. Oh, how great is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, so, wasn't that The Shining? No, they were happy in the car, right? Well, it, no, but 35 pages, Mike, a, a film, a it's script of pages a minute. They, they had so much happening before the opening credits. I, would, I wouldn't mind a little pacing. Wait, Slowly. you want to argue now? Just I, you're so contrarian to me. Just because I say something, you want to argue, right? That them arguing in the car for 35 minutes is a better <laughs> film than this. It's called Children of the Corn, and I would just want 35 minutes of that movie where they don't talk about children or corn whatsoever. You'll get it in the beginning when they're arguing. Okay, so um, Hal Roach said, "Fuck that, no way," and he hired a guy named. Uh, Goldsmith. And this guy, George Goldsmith, wrote uh, Horse Five, Nowhere to Hide, I don't know, Hill Street Blues episode, Hot Child in the City. I, I don't know. He didn't right. write films you've heard of, but uh, he was a pro. And he I've heard of to... Hill Street Blues. I've heard of Hill Street Blues. Out of all of them, I've heard of Hill Street Blues. I've and... heard of Hill Street Blues. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. Well, he wrote one of those. Oh, yeah, which one was that? The one where, let's see, the chief has a drinking problem. It's the one where it starts with the theme song. It goes, you're watching Hill Street Blues. So now they're trying to find somebody. They're trying to find somebody. They want to say, look, we got a dead kid in the car. He was murdered. Please take him to the coroner's office. And they also have blood on the on the front of their car that the, the mechanic noticed. The mechanic did notice? He didn't yeah. say anything. He's like, you guys, you, no, he did. He said, you guys better keep driving. Like, before he told oh, them to go to... Oh, that's why he said it? Yeah, they, they had a glance, and there was, like, red ketchup all over the yellow car. Mm-hmm. It looked like a hot dog order. That looks like a taxi, right? Yeah, it's a monster of a car. All, all the radio has are just creatures. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. AM. Okay, they saw the like door close on this house. It's here's somebody. Let's at least use their phone. Right. Should we park this close to the, the tree? I'm a little on the fence about that. <laughs> You're yeah, should we park so close to this fence? Well, I guess we're on the fence about that. Ooh, looks how dirty, right? Does he recognize the cameraman on the other side? 
the internet tells me there's lots of that in this film, continuity things like you see people from the set uh, in the reflections, yeah. But I seen this film, this is my fourth time and I did not notice any of that shit. There's also boom mic sightings and stuff. I missed them all. He does a lot of interesting things. Like we saw the reflection of uh, a lot of the action, a car windows, and traps mm-hmm. uh, of cars windows, these windows. So the guy who wrote the film that said that uh, this is a metaphor for the Iranian revolution, the takeover of the town by quasi-religious zealots acting for an evil god based on the Ayatollah Khomeini and his revolutionary guard taking over Iran. Burton Vicky became analogous, analogous to the American hostages. Exposing the dangers of uh, evil religious fundamentalism. Yeah, you just can't have a single movie in the 80s with not getting politics attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, there's Jiffy Pop, untouched. Cool. Yeah, it's just on the stove. I'm about to make some Jiffy Pop. Uh, well, uh, I did that once with my kids, you know, because they would do yeah. the microwave one. I said, oh, like when I was a kid, and we did it once, and they're like, wow. And then they were never interested. Nah, just get the microwave stuff. Yeah, it's a big ordeal. Oh, it's great for camping trips. I had a fond memory of my father going out to Jiffy Pop on one of those, like, you know, state park uh, yeah. uh, barbecue pits that they have, uh, little setups, and he put it, and it just burnt the fuck out of it almost immediately. Like, it just turned <laughs> into this big black cloud. It was great. Like, it went boom, like a pimple. Like, it was so much heat. <laughs> and he just threw it away, you know? He just let it cool, and Pause it. So now they're going to come upon Sarah. Okay, so these are the Monopoly kids. Yes. This yep. is the this is the crayon girl from the beginning of the movie. Yep. Sarah. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Which was this? 84, 82 was the Terminator? Uh, 84. I don't remember. You you could be right, it's 82, but, but it was like on the earlier side of the 80s, yeah. Yeah. He's good in the last uh, uh, Terminator movie. That was a terrible film. That was a terrible Yeah, but she was, she was good in it. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, she that did was a good, It wasn't a good movie, but she got this. She kicked ass, and she was like kind of the center of the film. I liked Terminator Genesis. Many people did not. I thought it was really action-packed and good. Oh, look, so, all right, so check this out. So there's all these murders, kids draw murders, and he's like, huh, he who walks behind the rose. What about the murder pictures above it and to the right? That, don't have time for it. Yeah, you're right, you're right. His eyes, yeah, there's a guy with a knife in his face now. Yeah, he's just like, oh, whatever. Nice Weird. museum. Weird. I guess they didn't have any room on the refrigerator, so they had to put the paintings in this room. Della Connor. No, I'm just Sarah. The Sarah, Sarah but, of the but corn. He looks like Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. No, not in the. I'm Vicky. I'm Vicky in this film. She's like a badass in the last one. She's got like a motorcycle jacket and a motorcycle. Yeah. She's got like boob goggles and she's all, let's go, let's ride. <laughs> now, 
she draws pictures that predict the future, and she's gonna draw a picture of uh, Vicky getting hauled away by the, you know, the kids. But we don't see that until after it happens. I think it would have been much better in the script if we saw it before. Oh, much better for Bert and uh, her if they saw it now, Vicky, Victoria. Because she does see it ahead of them kidnapping her, and she goes, what is this? But we, as an audience, don't see the picture till after. They didn't make a big deal out of the picture. But they do that horror thing where, like, the, all the kids know they're coming. You know, like, the victims don't know, realize that everyone's been waiting for them to show up. And they show up, and they all, you know, like, what, what, who are you? And they're like, yeah, we knew, we knew when the banter comes. You're right. This is one of those films. Job and Sarah do know that. Well, the kids too. Isaac was like, "These kids are coming." According to this Freon picture, these kids, these they're driving a yellow car with a happy sun above them. That's right, and happy corn stalks, and happy corn stalks, and little bees. This we can't have, right? Little bees, <laughs> the nice, beautiful. Oh, uh, and then like rip bloody knives and smiling waitresses. I think the waitress might be Rebecca, right? There's a girl who later on who like attacks them. Yeah, she's got curly hair, and the, her attack at the way end of the film was tacked on. It was never in the script. The director's like, we need something more. We need a one last punch. We need one last scare, and they right. just wrote it. They had the Terminator pop up out of, like, you thought he was dead, and he comes back out. So he's like, you stay here with her. I'll go find, he says he's going to town hall to find a phone or something, but he never goes to town hall. He goes to the no, school. I think he does go to town hall. He wasn't in the in the school. No, that's I think that's in the municipal building. He walks out and it says town hall. Okay. Oh, it says it. Oh. Okay. We'll have to check for sure. Coming right up. What a lousy record player. I, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> handle's really down. What, did you ever have a record player where it was spins, even though you don't have the music? The handle's yeah. at rest. It's just not play. There were those cheap record players in which it was, yeah, it didn't sense it from the, the arm. You know, you had to just turn it on with a, yeah. with a toggle. Maybe that's what it is. It's a kid's one. Oh, yeah. For old-timey kids. 1950s. <laughs> look at her dress. It is like that. Oh, I'm going to draw. Look at this. Like, people with a gun. See? See? Gatlin's, all right, Gatlin School. Strange. It doesn't make any sense. He said he was going to the municipal building. But he's looking for the kids. What the hell are all those corn stalks doing everywhere? Oh, man, this looks like Montclair High School. These guys have had three years since the initial killing of the adults to, like, fuck around and put right, corn stalks Right, they go to all the towns. So now he's left the school. So maybe he ends up at the municipal. He goes to church, right? And then all these little There's blood rats. Rebecca. Children of the village of the damned. Creepy little kids. Malachi's coming with the sickle. The Linda Hamilton. That sickle got so much play. I think that's probably why there's so many sequels. It just kind of clicked. Makes me sickle. Yeah, and all the average... Um, in all the ads, you would always see the sickle against the corn husk. Right, because they'll say children of the corn. You go, oh, that's a 
And they'll be like a sickle. You're like, oh, yikes. You used a sickle <laughs> to cut corn. I didn't realize it could be used as a weapon. Except for the Grim Reaper, I guess. He, he doesn't have a sickle. He's a specter. And the Soviet flag. Yeah, he's got, right, he's got another harvesting tool, but it's super long, right? right. And it's That's shaped. what he reaps. Reaps yeah. souls. Oh, reaps. Yeah, so he's the reaper. He's reaping, he, not wheat. It's... Oh, look both ways before crossing the street. <laughs> Even though nobody lives there. So that's not like Hal Roach Studios where they shot like all these uh, silent movies? Uh, no, there were three towns in Iowa. Uh, I have the locations here somewhere. And um, there were some in ca in California. Uh, all these little kids are all like, there's only a dozen kids. And they're all like right where the camera Yep, they used them. Here it is. It's Hornick, Iowa, Whiting, Iowa, Salix, Iowa, oh, wow. and Sergeant Bluff, Iowa. So maybe he's in the municipal building now. He is. He is this town hall. Here comes See, Joe. Notary. I guess the phone doesn't work. Now he's going to have that, like, psychic experience when he knows that uh, – Vicky's in trouble. There's Job checking him out. Right, so Vicky's like a mile away, and the kid he needs is right behind him. And then he's going to say, I have to go a mile. Oh, and there's the kid I need. Let's go. No, he doesn't. It, it isn't time for the kid. Well, they really defaced that town hall. They had three years of, of fucking around. Right, that's right. What else are you going to do as a kid? Well, I mean... They must have oil paints other than crayons because the face has the painting so long. So Linda's like, I mean, uh, Vicky's Vicky. like, what are you drawing? I drew you. Let me see. And then she goes, what is this? You know, she's like scared by the picture or, or disgusted maybe. But we as an audience should see it now before it happens. She's like, look at that. Isn't that well, this is the first time they realize she's been drawing murder paintings. Oh, that's why there's murder paintings on the wall. <laughs> now I'm drawing murder paintings. Uh oh, oh, they hear somebody. And it's Malachi and crew. I don't want to subscribe to Grit Magazine. <laughs> We've come to set you free. Okay, here he is. He's going to have his like, like he said to Linda, "You're safe. It's a weird, but you're safe." Something like that. And then he's going to hear that over and over and go, she's in trouble. Run back. Did they really, these kids paint no false blood, gods in blood? No blood. Yeah. And they, they paint... use the blood of cops. These kids are sick. Yeah, they are. This guy would go on to have uh, other success, but he would never outlive his performance here. So scary. As a matter of fact, one time, Isaac freaked out a lady. Uh, they were in a restaurant with friends, and this lady like freaked out when she saw Isaac and ran out really? of the diner or the restaurant. That sounds and, like you when you were a kid. And then she came back in a little later and talked to the manager and said she wanted her seat moved, her, her and her girlfriends moved to another location where they couldn't see Isaac. Really? Now, just, that, you see the lamp? She just, that there's lamp. No was, cord. There there's were no cord. There were, those were blanks. 
Oh, yeah, because there's no uh, cord attached to the wall. Or something That's right. You're not going to have a loaded lamp thrown at a guy. Uh-oh. Good acting. She does a good job here, uh, the little girl. Oh, Linda Hamilton's cute. I'm not doing this movie anymore. Oh, the hell you are. That little girl would go on to become a psychologist and be a teacher in a college. She got a PhD. Nice. She was also on Full House, and she reprised that role on Fuller House. She was on a lot of stuff uh, as a little girl, and then she just said, I'm going to college. Right. Bella Connor. Children of the Corn. So, so Children of the Corn was like 84, now, and then the wait, sequel was 93. Did you see how we just saw the picture, though? Yeah, that's right, finally. Right. So that's the thing. They missed an opportunity there. They didn't show us as the audience with like creepy music, creepy music, like she predicted it. I think it was a waste of opportunity. Now this we, this scene we learned, don't shake the baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to children actors, it's just. Oh, so is she dead? No, she's being sacrificed. It's midsummer all over again. Midsummer. Midsummer. Now he's learning, like, he who walks behind the corn is, like, angry at Malachi for killing the old man. And uh, Don't you recognize Malachi from Back to the Future? Yep, he was in it, yep. He had, like, a Davy Crockett hat, beaver cap. See, he would never go on to do another role in which he was a big deal. He would go on to do roles like that. You know, he would be in films. Yeah, good for him. Last night I met a guy like that. Um, his, his name was Lenny, and he, you know, I he was in a bunch of mil movies, you know, but he was always like that. He is a working actor. You really don't know him, but you know him when you see him on screen. Right. That's what well, Malachi would go on to do. That's cool because he has such a unique look as a kid. It's nice yeah. to see that. Scary looking. Not necessarily scary looking. He kind of looks like Fraggle from Hard Bodies. He was in Hard Bodies. He was? Yeah. He's I Fraggle. That's where I know this guy. He's Fraggle okay. from Hard Bodies. You remember I told you that I printed out uh, the cast and one piece? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's on that page. And we watched Hard Bodies too, which is famously not I mean, nothing to do with the first one, other than the characters of the first one. Uh, the second one is they're filming a teen sex comedy in Italy, and the name of the characters are the name of the characters from the first movie. Right. <clears throat> and the actors kind of mix and match. You can't really tell what's real or not. Oh, look, look at this! The so this is open yeah. for him like a door, like Moses parting the Red Sea. I must have put some budget in that. And now it's going to close. So the corn's saying, you know, he who walks behind the corn saying, come on in, buddy. Yeah, that's you. The Twin Peaks shit. So he is off to find Vicky because he now realizes they took her. Oh, in the, in the field. Now in, yeah, because he saw the picture. Something we didn't get. They, they wasted an opportunity. But nonetheless, we... Every time, every scene in a, okay, look, they were going, they were, you see how there's no cleavage there? They didn't have budget. So 
Oh, right. So they the yeah, they had... yeah, they didn't have cleavage. Don't you think, like, as an actor, though, to be tied up and crucified, like, this is pretty much like, I would, I'd be like, I did it, you assholes. I hope you got it. I'm done. I don't know. You you often go there with, like, the the actors oppressed or something. No, you but know? I mean, you don't think it hurts being crucified? Yes, I do, but I think it's also a movie and they probably aren't really hanging her there by, you know what I mean? She's on a seat or something, you know? But this is so out of the blue. Meanwhile. Yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, right? All the action's going on in the cornfield, but, and remember, the the our Isaac's not there leading it. Rachel's leading it. It like kind of doesn't make sense that they would be separate, right? They're all together as a community, and it's his turn to get die, right? At nineteen years old, right? Oh, so that's he's marking it in his own blood, right? Exactly. One thing I noticed about this film is that knife knife wounds don't really hurt people. Well, he, you're right, because he's about to get stabbed by Rachel, and he'll be fine for the rest of the movie. We do get to see not only this 19-year-old voice chest, but uh, Peter Horton gets his shirt off at times. Yeah, the producer said, if I took my shirt off, they'll put me in the movie. Does she the waitress? Yeah, she's the waitress. Maybe, maybe. We never see the waitress's face. And remember, I was saying it's weird than an adult. Right. But also, the waitress looked like she was five feet tall. Right. So she goes, "Go get Isaac," and she goes, "No, wait, go get Malachi," because she knows he'll kill Malachi. Yeah, Malachi kill will kill him. Yeah. Okay, I'll wait for Malachi. So, like, you know, uh, he's getting indignant now, saying, "You idiots." You know, oh, yeah. rewriting the Bible one page at a time. It, yeah, yep. but it, they're still going to kill him. If I, I mean. He slams down the Boom. Bible. Bible pile. Again? Oh, whoa! Get whoa, back! Whoa, whoa. Get back! No touching, no touching. These guys wow. all die pretty young. Oh. All died at 19. They're all Gen Xers. I guess or, or old Gen Xers. Old, old. If you were born before JFK, then you're you're a boomer. Right, that's for sure. But so these, yeah, you're a Gen Xer. I thought '66 was the cutoff, but I think you're right. It's '64. '64? Yeah, I mean '66 makes more sense. Well, see, I'm '66, but I'm definitely Gen X. Right. So. Okay, so he's stabbed, but he'll right. be fine. He's even fine right there. You see, sometimes he's got a blood-stained shirt, and sometimes he doesn't as he's running. Well, all you have to do, I learned this in the movies, if you get stabbed, if you pull the knife out. And then you'll be okay, yeah. It'll he, it'll close up. Yeah, like it's not going to make it worse or, or going to cause more problems. That's sarcasm, what our lawyer is telling <laughs> Get the outlander. Oh, he tripped Ooh. up so Run! This time we're doing it with the bloodstained shirt. Go! Yeah, right. So this is nice. This town vacated themselves recently. 
<laughs> yeah. Not even a plane in the sky, right? Right. Outlander! Is that Kirby's Market? Hey, mister, if you go into Kirby's, can you buy us some beer? Right. We'll give you the money. We'll be right out here. Uh-oh. They got him now. It's There's a Star Trek episode like this. It looks like a Star Trek episode with the colors. Yeah. Outlander. There's this, there's this uh, Star Trek episode where there's a, like a virus and it kills you when you get to a certain age. So they come to this town that's like empty except for kids. And that was 1967, I think. So in uh, at Hard Bodies, these three guys want to get laid. They find like a Lothario who convinces them like, do what I do. And with this pad you guys are renting here by the beach, we'll have massive parties. And their buddy Frankel comes and hangs out and drinks beers and falls over the ledge. Like, it was it's a great movie. Classic. Hard Bodies. I yeah. will watch it. We've seen Hard Bodies it. too on this show. Just right. when it's really awful with James Cameron. My little sheet of movies. I recently saw that movie because my brother had a, a DVD of both movies. Oh, wow. That's a real difference, right? It was a very double feature. But I mean, Hard Bodies too is just pales. Yeah, there's there's none of this guy. There's no Mordecai in it. So now they're gonna have like a standoff thing, but nobody dies. Oh no! I'm sure Mordecai has to get his comeuppance later. Um, eleven films in the series. It spawned more sequels than any other Stephen King film. Franchise film, cult, a rap group with the name Children of the Corn. There's lots of places in music where Children of the Corn is referenced. I just, sure. What about all the kids from the band Corn? Right. Yeah. There's a Corn song. Let me see. Children of the Corn is a track on the 1998 Corn album, Follow the Leader. Um, is it Children of the Corn or is it Children of the Corn? Uh, it's with a K. Yeah, okay. And the final verse of Kendrick Lamar's 2001 song, Mad City. Kill them all if they gossip the children of the corn. They're realizing an option of living a lie. Drive the body with toxins. I don't know. It says children of the corn. And there's a bunch of them here. I think I got three more. I don't feel like reading them. Well, wait, I wrote a song, ready? Okay. Uh, uh, before you were born, that was the movie Children of the Corn. Their <laughs> hair is ragged. It's really short. Yes, it's Children of the Corn. What else rhymes with corn? Uh, they have their hair corn? needs to be short. Yeah, worn. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm giving you a warn. It's the Children of the Corn. <laughs> yeah, that's very short. I uh, thought you were going to do like your Christmas song. You're going, Children of Corn, Children of Corn, Children of Corn. Oh, Carl, Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you, Mike. You're yeah, the first wow. one to... Uh, Wish you a Merry Christmas this year. This year. Yeah, uh, you've done it episode after episode, so it's not the first time I've been wished, but it's the, you're the first person. I feel, well, this were Christmas. More people should be wishing you Merry Christmas. I wrote a Christmas you. carol for you. Oh, you wrote a Christmas carol? Yeah, How did it go? It goes, Christmas, 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 Christmas. So now Job has saved uh, him from uh, 
from the, you know, you take him down to his dad's bomb shelter. Nobody's going to find you in here. Right. And so there's a first aid kit. I'll set you up. Right. Yeah. It's like John Wick's doctor shows up all the time. Isn't, <laughs> isn't it funny? Like, there's look, always, like there's no cleavage there. She has no cleavage. That's they they didn't have the budget. budget. No right. budget. They had to give it to. To whom? In this Stephen movie. King. Oh, he got the movies? Stephen King is out. Wait, okay. I think Night Shift also trucks the um, Turn Into Maximum Overdrive. The stories from that book. Uh-huh. Did you say, like, man, they're taking a short story and they're dragging it out into a movie? But they do that all the time with Stephen King. I mean, that book alone had, like, several million. Right. The, anything with Stephen King's name on it at a certain point, I guess after The Shining, was just like, okay, this is gold. We'll yeah, option children, you a book. Children of the Corn kind of turned that gold into like, geez. Like, <laughs> right? Because that, that point is like, turning... you don't need Stanley Kubrick. You don't need Stanley Kubrick to direct your movie. You could just fucking do it. You don't need Stephen King to write it, apparently, either. Yeah, right. Okay, so right now, as a matter of fact, Hound Roach tried to get it that um, uh, the writer wasn't credited, it was just written by. Stephen King. He lost that argument. So now uh, Isaac, who's always shaming Malachi, Malachi's turning it on him, and everyone's against Isaac now, and they're even going to crucify him. Look at that. The kid's like an expert in first aid. Every gunslinger, there's a woman in town who knows how to heal his wounds before the final battle. Right. In this case, it's a six-year-old girl. <laughs> I think you might have nailed it six, six or seven. She could be, you nailed it. So there's no cleavage in this movie, but we see Peter Horton without his shirt, and the guy's pretty sexy. We saw that 19 year old. We saw some, some young beefcake in there. Uh huh. I didn't see he was very beefcakey, right? You could see his he, uh, clavicles. And... Yeah, but he's like this hairy guy, and uh, with the. Nice build, and he's cutting a, a Satan tentacle. Uh, now, now, listen. In a movie, every scene flows from one to the other. That is broken here. He goes like, "Come out, Outlander, or we're gonna kill your woman." Right? But he's in the bomb shelter, doesn't hear it at all, and right. then they just take her right back to the cornfield again. So the well, scene is pointless. Well, there's two things about this scene. One, he cuts her really. Deeply, and then puts his hand on the woman, but no one really gets hurt with these 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 cuts are like fast and loose, right? And yeah, that won't be a scar. Also, did you notice when they were driving away from the gas mechanic, he's like, "What? What's that whispering? What's that noise?" Yeah. And meanwhile, they're like, "Damn it, we just drove another fifteen minutes, and uh, we're still lost." And they cut back to him. It's like two seconds have passed. What is that yeah, noise? That's right. That was very badly done. I get my shirt back on. Blood is well, a decorative. He is decorative. going to go to the cornfield to find Vicky. See what I'm saying, though? The right, whole Vicky's in town. Listen, if you're in a movie and you're screaming out, trying to lure a guy out, one scene needs to lead to the other. That has to lead to a scene in which he gets the better of them or he does come out. or But they didn't do that. They just said, all right, he's not here. Let's bring her back to the cornfield. It didn't make any sense. Look at this guy. He's like, no big deal. Yeah. Look, kind of he's taking him sense. a little right now. Maybe you're right. I think I'm Mordecai up there. Oh, no, Isaac up there. 
He returns, huh, in 666? Yeah, and he even co-wrote it with his cousin. Wow, it takes five sequels, uh, four sequels for it to catch up. Yep. Finally works. Let's see here. I don't have them all. Children of the Corn is 84, of course. Children of the Corn 2, the final sacrifice in 92. Right, that's crazy. That's so much time has passed. Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest in 95. Urban, okay. 2009, a TV remake of the original film aired on Sci-Fi, Fox. October 23, 2022. No, 2020. A prequel to the 1984 film wow. and the 11th overall entry titled Children of the Corn 2020. Never heard of it. There was a company called Dimension Films, and they bought the rights to the name of Children of the Corn, and that's it. They made all those sequels. Are you talking about uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein's brother's uh, production? I don't house? know. I, I don't know. Because there was Miramax, and then they had like a B movie. Dimension films, Dimension then yeah. Films, yeah. So, Bob, Children Bob, of the Bob. Corn 1 and 2 came out, and then they bought it, and they made, you know, nine more. He thinks his wife is being about to be torched up in crucifixion, but it's actually Mordecai. So he's going to go over there, like, unhand my wife, and they're like, yeah, Mordecai had your wife in town hall about 10, 10 hours ago. Now, you see that machine there? That's an irrigation machine. It pumps water into the field. Oh, yeah, I said that in the Flintstones. Okay, so just remember that because we're going to be back to this irrigation machine. But it is going to be water. Uh, oh, it's corn alcohol. Right, ethanol. Corn ethanol. Yeah. So, hey, guys, I thought this was about me. I'm the one who carved the pentagram, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He stole his thunder. He stole his glory. But he still has his chest out. Like, it's just nicely gratuitous. I think you're right. At first, I was like, oh, Mike's doing it again. Just getting it. But no. They obviously, they got him as beefcake. Yeah. Goes to all the campy All right, I gotta take a leak. I'll now be look, back. Right there, you see oh, that? Oh, there thing? it is. It's the Boy Scouts. That yeah, that underneath is a trench. What they have there is it's like they took a wheelbarrow and flipped it upside down and then took off the wheels and put them on the bottom. Oh. And then they push it with it's on like tracks that the Boy Scouts dug a trench and they put like train tracks down there. And so they're pushing it along. And they also sort of like stuck dirt on it like a mound and like glued it on or something. So, so it's not Bugs Bunny getting lost on his way to Albuquerque. Right. But it sure looks like it, right? Yeah, it does. This looks like this is like that gopher from uh, Kaichek. Uh-oh. The super red. This is like the cheapest special effects they got. That's right. And that, is, again, is uh, because they had like one point something million dollars and then Stephen King took his cut and they had $850,000 left. See Whoa. how they bumped? Yeah, they made it pop up into the air. It's kind of nonsensical. Well, you know, popcorn. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, look, he stayed Vicky and he's fucking up Malachi. Punch of the kid that he like, Guys have show some shame. I'm an adult here. And 
now what he starts doing is like talking sense to them. He's like, you think this is God? I mean, God doesn't, you know, any religion that doesn't have love in it, right? It's false. They're God's all holding weapons. Getting scammed. All these kids, like, they've never seen, like, a weapon before. Like, what, you mean the way they don't charge them? Yeah, they just hold it, like, boom. Those are a bunch of uh, Iowa locals. So yeah. he's he's starting to make sense to them. Like, this isn't a real religion. Think about it. They're telling you to kill people. Something's amiss here. Something's afoot. But he doesn't say it like it's a uh, demon. Right. So look, Malachi tries to get tough, and it's working. But then he overcomes Malachi. And nobody's helping Malachi. Like, things are going right. to flip now. Nothing they know who to believe. Right. That really fight. It's a good fight. That was fake. Wow, that was fake. So Ow. what's my motivation? Feel this just, wind. Feel this ima- wind. Just imagine Mordecai's your son. All right, and let's do it. Roll. I'm Mordecai's dad getting offended on the side of the thing. You're hitting my kid. Mike, you're crazy. You're crazy. This is a film. Oh, no. I mean, like, you got a good chance to. Now, look, he doesn't kill Malachi, and everyone's like, oh, you mean you did that on purpose? You just, like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah, no, I I meant to miss on purpose. Yeah, Yeah, I meant to do that. Who throws a fucking knife at him with the intention to miss? Right? You know who you're going to hit. You're going to hit. In the trailer oh. for this movie, the first trailer, they misspelled Stephen King's name. Okay, here was supposed to be a bunch of special effects, and you see a skull, but they didn't have the budget. They just put out, like... Yeah, so they just did that. Also, he's supposed to behead Malachi and drag him by his feet into the corn, but they just couldn't afford it. So he just chokes him to death. Breaks his collarbone. Yeah, they cheaped out, but we didn't notice because we didn't know. Stephen yeah. King was at the at the theater going, oh, oh, oh. Right, he's he's lighting cigars with hundred dollar yeah. bills. Yeah. Yeah. Well he, he directed you, Maxim- Malachi. Maximum Overdrive was shortly thereafter. It was you know, it went from like carry. Brian De Palma. It went to like 1980 to Shining. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, there's Salem's Lot. There's right. like all these. There's Creep Show where he worked with George Romero and he showed up in Night Riders. George Romero. Like there was like some kind of prestige to his films. And then it, there was a certain point where it was like whatever. Right. And then like Pet Cemetery brought it back for two seconds. It yeah, was more was of group. quality, but that was just lucky. Um, it was a good, it was a, it was well directed that movie. But yeah, you're right. Like the you know, Stephen King, like, he, he either... He just he became a money his, machine. He remakes his own stuff. I'm making my own Shining. Fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. Or uh, none of the stories are interesting, or they just keep cranking them out. I don't know. I guess uh, the, the moment has passed, but it was a big deal. Yes. It was a huge industry of his time. Okay, so now they're figuring out that what the preacher was going to do, he, was, he, he reads a quote from Revelation, like, way back in 83. When it first happened, 
the preacher was reading a quote and they realize it's like the lake of fire so they're gonna burn the cornfield that's what the guy was gonna do they figure out so they'll do it too and now i think they should use the movie fart and it's lit with the lighter that was gifted to him yeah right he's gonna burn it down with the lighter he got how, but he doesn't he does a malatoff cocktail now he does light it with the lighter but there's no pomp and ceremony to it nobody knows you know you miss that it's the lighter he was well, that's good. It's subtle filmmaking. Very Mike, subtle. You're crazy. Mike, you're crazy. You just want to contradict me. That's no, good. I, it's, it's good. good. Subtle it's filmmaking. Good. Yeah. It's good that's that right. nobody saw the lighter was the gift. It's good that nobody it's good saw they the spent picture. 10 minutes. It's good that no one found the irony of a doctor having a cigarette right. lighter that says I'm a doctor. You should just be bored. Because you don't put a guy on a crucifix. Health. He could get hurt. So just have a boring film at which everybody stands. Safe. No, it looked like they did a fine job making sure she wasn't dead. Oh, there's the <laughs> Asinol. Right. This is Asinol. And if you've ever lit your fart on fire before, you know that Asinol is very explosive. <laughs> it burn your jeans. You're singeing your hair. Okay. First, they got to find the right connector. Hurry up. The wind is blowing. The wind yeah. is blowing. So what's happening is the demon's like now mad at everybody. You know, this guy came along and turned them all against him. So he's going to like have his wrath and pretty much kill everybody. So instead, so he goes, give me a rag. And he rips off and she, he goes, hey, that's not a rag. You know, he's all mad that they yeah. ripped him. Jacket. That was his clean zip vest in the beginning right. of the movie. Like three and years for ago. the rest of the film, he'll leave it on. Just one arm. So silly. Like Flintstones. Like so when, they, when he killed all the parents, they just said, fuck it. They, they dressed up, and he still returns to those clothes. Yep. If they, were, they were dressing up. So they're taking the, the line of ethanol, of acinol, to the irrigation machine. So instead of water, it's going to squirt acid all over, all over the cornfield. Oh, man, Cary Grant should have done that in North by Northwest. It would save the scene. Now, look. Oh, no, look. The corn comes alive. It is supernatural after all. Right, and this is the only time anything like this will happen in the film. That happens so many times in this film. One-trick ponies. Did they do in the Evil Dead, too, where all the, all the things come alive? Now, who should save him? But Job comes along and, like, sickles him out. Oh, good thing I have my Boy Scouts now. Right. Yeah, he doesn't sickle him out. Like, pocket knives him out. But it's very effective. Job has saved him. So now Job becomes, with his one vest over his shoulder, he becomes his little partner. Right. Oh, yeah. Little uh, venture boy. Okay. This film's budget was originally 1.3 million, but according to the director, Stephen King demanded more payment in advance, a half a million dollars. That brought them down to 800 million dollars. But they would go on to make 14.6. Right. Enough for it to, to last. Well, it's a cultural icon, right? There's always a short, short, uh, shorthand for children's porn. Yeah. So now the kid knows how to work it because it was his father's stuff. So he's telling him how to do it. Hit the button on the top. Crank it. Crank, crank it, it, you dumb adult. And then take me out for a milkshake. Right. 
Here comes the demon. Oh my god. What the hell is that? It's like they're painting on the cell of the movie. Right. That's right. They just had regular smoke, but they highlighted it with orange, and it was just painted on. All right, here we go. Here comes the acinols flowing. Corn has many different purposes. It's yeah. not just eating. You right. use it to burn shit. Get burned. Oh, before oh, no. he gets us, we're going to get him. Throw the flip-off like... cocktail. All right, light it with your lighter. Right. It will be the gifted lighter. But he should light the whole thing and say, honey, thank you for my gift. And then light the whole thing with this lighter. They call me Dr. Arson. Right. Okay, so he lights the Molotov cocktail. He throws it, but he misthrows it. And Job says, you idiot! You idiot adults! So Job runs out there to go get it. No, don't! Why? You already fucked it up, did you? Oh, Uh, Bugs Bunny. Look how good it is. I know it's kind of it's a nice approach because this whole time it's like, well, these kids are psycho, they're they're crazy. There's a preacher, a kid preacher, and then it's like, yeah, and there's supernatural elements, and there is a demon. It's yeah, it's kind of weird because the demon is more than they're making him like a physical thing all of a sudden. Remember how before he he controlled dreams and he, okay, so throw it, you dumb adults. So he throws it, and this time it hits, and everything burns. Wow. That's kind of fun to see. Don't you think it would have been better if he, like, missed the Molotov cocktail just like that? So he used his lighter. He risked his life to go where the gas was. And sparks. Thank you for my gift, Bert. No, Bert. I'm pretending to be scared. I'm acting I'm scared, adults. Look, she's never the, the wound is healed up. The face long straight. Now you see there her, her cleavage. Uh-huh. They didn't have enough budget to give so her. So they couldn't afford to, uh, a cleavage. Because Stephen King took a lar- half a million dollars out of her cleavage. Okay. This it's ending now. All right. It, this will kill you. the demon. I don't know why five. I don't believe you. Seems this movie busy. never ends. There's 11 sequels. This movie won't end. So I guess, like, the cornfield was the source of the evil. Look, it's... it's, it's oh, yeah. It's They're painting the self. Yeah. Oh, there's his face. I'm cranky. Now he goes down to hell. You've beaten him. God. They do that special effect at the end of the movie, so you can't ask for a refund. Now, when the movie ended... The director said, no, no, it's not good enough. We need one more scare, one more scare. And that's how this scene was born, never written by either Stephen King or Goldman. There's a dead body in the trunk. They forgot all about it. They're not even going to mention it in this scene. There's shit in their trunk, and they're like, we're going to start the car anyway, right? No, they're like, well, our car's all fucked up. We're going to have to walk. So then he's like, get the map. So he goes in there to get the map. Now, I expected, well, I'll just wait a couple seconds. Yeah. Oh, well, this movie's not going to end. You, you <laughs> could go ahead. All right. 
there's going to be another scare. And then it's like, we're going to walk 20 miles to Herberbergsburg. And what do we do with the kids? They're like, I guess we'll keep them for now. They're like, we'll keep them for a day. No, we'll keep uh, them for a week. These kids are so cute. They just went through the biggest trauma in my lifetime. Right. Like, yeah. Everything's fine with this one jacket. One jacket. Yeah. Best. So he's like, I expected the film to go, listen, why don't we just keep them forever? If you'll marry me, you know, that would have been a nice wrap up to the film. But no. She says, if you give up being your dreams of being a doctor. Oh, it's Rebecca. Last scare with the sickle, just like Ooh, the poster. Children, like the poster. Oh. And she misses after all that. He went in the car to, to get some Tic Tacs, right? Oh, how cold. It's all it took. The map. They did have, a, they had big red Wrigley's gum. <laughs> It's going to be a long walk. We better get some Wrigley's. Well, this is like, we have two minutes before this movie ends. Just hit her with a car door and she'll go, she'll pass out immediately. Right. The end. There's no music playing, by the way. Their oh, music will play. The credits. At first, they start the credits without music. It's weird. Okay, great. The end. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Um, I think it was okay for the budget they had. I think that I think that they did a lot of weird things, though. I don't know. I didn't hate it. And I saw it as a kid, and he goes, they want, he wants you, Malachi. I was freaked out. I guess as a high schooler, but that really scared me. Yeah, I mean, this movie is, a, I mean, I've heard so much about it. It was fine. It was a lot of stuff crammed in there. Yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, for, for a story published in the 1977 Hustler, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our Stephen King adaptation movie. Uh, probably the first for us after five years of doing I this. I think, yes. Yeah. And uh, there's maybe we could do Children of the Corn 2, and Children of the Corn 3, Children of the Corn 4, Children of the Corn 5, Mike, Children of the Corn 666. Mike, don't. 666. Oh, my God. Children of the Corn. We're done with this franchise. All right. No more Children of the Corn, but we will be back next Sunday here on Mimi Radio. We'll be airing first at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Make a habit of it. Check out what's really happening before us at noon. Next week, we'll be posting this on YouTube. We'll be posting this uh, as a podcast. And we'll be back next week. Next week's movie, Carl. Yes. Running Out of Luck from 1987. Out of Luck. Another 80s movie. Is there a trailer? Yeah, I believe so. Let me go ahead and uh, check here. Where's my phone here? Where's my PlayStation controller? Okay, so running out of luck. The less I say about it, the better. That's all I'm going to say. I'm trying not to say anything about this. Trailer, running out of luck, 1987. Okay, it's Mick Jagger. Oh, did I mention that? No, I guess I did. Um, Okay, there's English-German trailer. Oh, well, you know German, right? So you could help us? In in college, I took two years of German. I do not know German. I always okay, thought so your family spoke German. And you're just my father, years. when my father was in his 40s, he discovered that he was German. So he learned, you know, like he, he always knew he was German, but he finally cared. Uh, and so he started learning German and he did become fluent. Okay, so it's two hours and six minutes, Mike. 
No, oh, it's not. no, it's not. An hour and a half. Okay, so we're gonna use VHS Trailer Park. Okay, I gotta get um, to it. Oh, I see it right. Okay, so we're gonna watch the trailer. I'm gonna blast it as loud as I can. This is Mick Jagger in Running Out of Time. I'm running out, running of, out luck. of luck. Running out of luck. Trailer, and then parentheses 1987 English. Trailer, VHS Trailer Park is our is, channel. Is our channel. Uh, let's do the countdown. Three, two, one, go. Oh, I have a second. I'm Mick Jagger. Uh, Vicky, Vicky Jagiro. Vicky. Uh, very famous rock star. Vicky Jagger. What about you? I'm him. Nick Jagger is the It's German. Oh, Tommy Chong's daughter. <laughs> German. Wir sitzen in einer Aufgabe geworfen hat. Meine Aufgabe geworfen hat. Das ist ein Mädchen, mit dem er herumzieht. Und ja, von Gefängnis landet. Niemand glaubt ihm, dass er Mick Jagger ist. Oh, this song. This is his solo record. Yeah. Das ist nur Ausschnitt mir. Oh, yeah, you don't have to watch it four times. Yeah, let's do the switcheroo. All right. No, no, that's not going to serve our audience well. well. This is Running Out of Luck with Mick Jagger. It's directed by the great Julian Temple. This is probably not in the great category, but uh, it, it <laughs> went directly. To, it, it, it popped up a few years ago, and actually KQED had a great article about it uh, from 2017. So this is kind of a rediscovered cult movie. It went straight to video. The full-length movie with Mick Jagger playing himself, and we'll be watching that next week with you, Carl. Thank you so much uh, for researching, watching *Children uh, of the Corn* for four times, and doing all the research and writing the music and producing the uh, mini countdown. Uh, just fantastic. Gracias. Yeah, uh, gracias, and with gracias to our audience for being here and for subscribing and maybe giving money to Mini Radio, but. We love when you subscribe and not listen. We just love the numbers. So keep it up. Uh, and we'll be back next week. So we'll see you then. Bye.